you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Armin Simonian, on what his role is in the pharmacy, technology, and informatics world. Thank you so much again for taking some time to be on the podcast, Armin. How are you doing today? My pleasure, Tony. Doing great. Getting started in the morning and excited about the day. That sounds really good. For our listeners, uh, can you tell them a little bit more, I guess, about yourself, maybe your journey into career? Sure. I actually graduated high school at age 16. And I only applied to one college, UCLA. I decided that's where I wanted to go. And luckily, I got in. And when trying to decide my major at that young age, I thought pharmacy would be a great career. I didn't know that much about it, but it looked really good. It was something that you could uh, do a couple of years of pre-pharmacy, get into pharmacy school. And then in four years, you'd be a doctor. And you know, I was looking at my age and thinking, okay, maybe by about age 22 or 23, I could get this all done and and start working uh, in the field. So luckily, it it worked out pretty well. And I did graduate with my PharmD at 23 and was considering doing a residency, but I was anxious to really get out of school and start working. So I went and started working in the hospital setting and uh, on the weekends doing a little moonlighting and retail to make some money and pay off loans. So that's how I got started. A couple of years into my career, I switched jobs. I went to a 400-bed hospital and ended up in a supervisory position. And back in the day, so this was back in the 1980s, we were completely on paper and they were implementing in the hospital their first hospital electronic health record. And I was in charge, put in charge of the pharmacy module. And at that point, I didn't know much about computers. I was always interested in computers, but I needed to get up to speed. So my director sent me back to school to take some night classes, introduction to pharmacy computer systems. And from there, I got so excited about the topic that I continued on and started taking more classes, including programming, uh, telecommunications, operating systems, and Eventually, after uh, being a pharmacist and working in the hospital and retail for about six years, I quit my job and decided to go back and do a residence in pharmacy computer systems. And that's how I got started down this road of informatics. Wow. So I didn't know they had pharmacy computer system residency. So how uh, can, can you talk a little bit more about that and your experience in that? Sure. This was a non-accredited program at uh, UC San Diego. And the program was only in place for a few years. They only had actually two residents that went through, and I was one of them. It was basically being an apprentice to a pharmacist who had written the pharmacy computer system at UCSD. He was a uh, BS farm, but he also had a, a degree in computer science. And so using uh, COBOL, and assembly language, IBM assembly language, he wrote their original system. And so I got to work with him and we did programming. Uh, there was a lot of enhancement of the system. And since he had wrote it, written it, since he had written it, he knew the system inside and out. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work with him and do projects and enhance the system. And it was a great experience, but really hands-on learning about pharmacy computer systems. So in your career, where have you spent 
like the most time and what kind of role? When I finished the residency, um, there were no pharmacy informatics jobs available. Uh, the, the specialty did not exist at the point. This was in 1985. And so what I did is I went out and started doing consulting work at various hospitals, writing little programs like an investigational drug tracking system and other applications that hospitals might need. And at the same time, I went back and got another job as a clinical pharmacist to keep up my pharmacy skills. In 1989, Long Beach Memorial Medical Center uh, opened a position, first-time position for a pharmacy computer supervisor, they called it. This was before the time that we called it informatics. And I applied and got that job, and I was responsible for implementing their first pharmacy system. Long Beach Memorial is a 1,000-bed hospital. They had 11 satellites at that time, and each pharmacy satellite was almost like its own little mini hospital. So it was a real challenge to find a system and implement it, something that would really work for all those different specialty areas. But we got it done, and I was at Long Beach for about six years before I moved on to Sharp Healthcare in San Diego, which is a hospital system. They now have six hospitals, and I made the transition to Sharp to kind of move up and have a little bit more challenge. Instead of taking care of pharmacy systems for one institution, I was at the corporate level taking care of systems uh, for six hospitals. And at the time that I arrived there, they had three different EHRs. They had three different pharmacy systems, and one of the sites was still on paper. So you can imagine it was quite a challenge to get them standardized and get everything in place. So that was a, a fun job, and I definitely got into implementing not only the pharmacy systems, but also other applications, automated dispensing cabinets, smart pumps. We implemented barcode at the bedside, so a lot of great, huge, large projects. So in your role at, at Sharp and at Long Beach, was there kind of like a day-to-day -day that you experienced or was everything pretty much project-based and different every day? I would have to say that every day was different. Um, showing up to work, there was always some kind of crisis issue, something that needed to be taken care of on the pharmacy system. So what I would do is first tackle those issues and make sure that everything was stable. And every day it was something new. After that, it was working on major projects, and it all depended on what was happening at the time. And since I basically was involved with the whole process from evaluating systems to the selection of systems, setting up databases, uh, testing, training personnel on the application, picking an implementation date, getting that done, making sure that we had the IT support, and then after the fact, making sure the system was stable and then enhancing it. So depending on what the project was at the time and what phase we were in in that whole project process, that's what I would focus in on that day. So informatics is very interesting. It's always something new and different. And as you know, computer systems are changing constantly. They're being enhanced and upgraded. New applications are coming out. So there's never a dull moment in pharmacy informatics. That's awesome. So so are there any projects that you were just talking about how the projects you, you're working on where you would do that after your troubleshooting time? So are there any projects that you thought were interesting or stood out that you want to talk about? 
Well, probably my favorite project was implementing a pharmacy intervention documentation system on our intranet. So this was a web-based application that we created. And it was at the time that, you know, web applications and websites were kind of a new thing. So this was around the turn of the century. And at that time, we were starting from scratch. It was the first application on our internet where there was actually data being entered and saved and retrieved. So it was new for the IT department and new for me, obviously. But I was really excited to be able to sit down and look at the workflow and try to create something that was quick and easy to use so that pharmacists, as they were doing these interventions up on the floors, could take literally just one minute or two minutes to go in and document what they had done. Pharmacists tend to do great things. We save lives every day, but we don't document those actions very well. And it's really important to do that documentation so that administration really knows our value. And so it was a great project to be able to put this in place. It was ubiquitous. You could go to any terminal anywhere on the nursing floors or in pharmacy. And at the time that you were doing the intervention, just log in quickly and document what you had done and save it. And uh, if it needed follow-up, you could follow up after the fact. So this project was really exciting for me. I got to do a little bit of web design uh, on the screens that were being shown during the intervention process, the documentation process. And then uh, what data was going to be saved and how we were going to produce reports out of the system. I was involved very closely working with one of the programmers from IT. He was really good at programming, but obviously did not understand pharmacy very well. So here's where the pharmacy informaticist has the most value, that bridge between the pharmacists out there doing the work and the IT department. So I was that bridge. We were able to put that application together and implement it and worked really well for 20 years before they moved to a new application, but something that was a really exciting and interesting project. Yeah, and I, I really agree with that, is that pharmacy and pharmacists don't show their value a lot. Like it's They don't uh, do a very good job of showing the value. And so something like that, Like I really agree that it will like it helps with administration showing that that value of a pharmacist and you know possibly the money saved and the number of like patient days that can decrease and things like that. So so you said you were deciding the data elements, right? What kind of data elements did you kind of use and then I guess what was your reasoning for some of those data elements? Obviously you want to record the patient, so patient information electronic medical record, medical record number or visit number. And then uh, you want to, when you log in, we want to make sure to save the information about the user. So the pharmacist's information will be pulled in from the login. We wanted to track the prescriber. So we needed prescriber information just quickly who it was and an ID number, <clears throat> which populated automatically. And then the type of intervention. So we had the quick intervention and then the uh, intervention that needed follow-up. So after the first page of basically putting in patient demographics and identifying the prescriber and naming the intervention, what type of intervention was it? Was it a IV to 
PO conversion? Was it uh, something where you were following up on the joint commission regulations and calling the physician about inappropriate abbreviations or other issues, whether you were doing a dose adjustment based on renal function or anything along those lines. So we had different categories and you could pick that. Once you pick the category, then you could either finish up the intervention quickly by just putting in a note, any documentation that you want to do, or you could flag that issue for follow-up. We put into the system some other information that we wanted to implement in the future. And one of those fields was actually uh, dollar saved, as you mentioned. We, we do want to track dollar saved. So if a patient's on IV antibiotic and we switch them to PO, obviously there are cost savings there. And so you have to estimate the days of therapy. There's a little bit of controversy around kind of determining those soft dollars saved. And so we put those hooks, we put the, those data elements into the system so that in the future we could go back and switch those on if, if that's something that we needed to do. We did have a flag for the impact. If the intervention that we were doing was something that was a high impact that really improved patient care versus something that was more um, simple, then we wanted to rate those. So we wanted to really rank interventions to see what was happening, what were the more serious ones. And then we also had a flag for whether or not that was a potential or actual adverse drug event. So if it was a potential or an uh, actual adverse drug event, our med safety pharmacists really want to see that information so that they could do follow-up on those issues that were occurring with the potential adverse events, make sure that we were looking at those and putting uh, things into place to make sure that those were prevented in the future, that they never occurred. And then actual adverse drug events, those are the ones that they want to go back and do a root cause analysis and find out what happened and then go back and follow up and again, do education or whatever was needed to make sure that those events never occurred again. So I know that was a kind of a detailed description, but yeah, there were quite a few fields that we put in, some that were used right away and some that were really meant future enhancements along the way. We did that building up front so that we would have the potential of enhancing it very easily in the future. That's really good. It's kind of like a future-proofing something, right? Right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I also wanted to talk about your current role today. So can you talk about what you're currently doing? Sure. After quite a few years of practicing in pharmacy informatics and doing all the things that we just talked about at the various institutions, I decided it was time to take all of that knowledge and experience and pass it on to the next generation of pharmacists. And so I made the transition from the corporate world to academia. And I am now currently at a school of pharmacy, Kick Graduate Institute in Claremont, California, and I am an assistant dean and chair of my department, which is clinical administrative sciences, and I'm also an associate professor, and I teach pharmacy informatics. So I have a pharmacy informatics introductory course that's required of all of our students to take this two-unit course. And in this course, I introduce all of the important topics on what you would need to become a pharmacy informaticist the basics of computers, electronic medical records, 
database structure and build. I get a little bit into programming, but not much, but at least some of the concepts that are involved with programming. Orders and documentation on the system. Clinical decision support is a big topic that we cover. And we really get into automation. We look at the current state of automation out there. We look at the medication use process, and we see all the points where we've applied technology along that med use process. We then also cover data analytics. Then we focus in on medication safety because pharmacy informatics implementation of these technologies really is to make the pharmacy operations more efficient, but also to make therapies safer. So we really get into medication safety and we talk about, you know, quality assurance, quality improvement, Six Sigma, uh, Lean, other tools that can be used to make sure that we're doing things the right way. The other great thing that we do in the class to really challenge the students is we have a Shark Tank event. We ask the students during this three-week course to think up a new app, to look at the medication use process and look at kind of the gaps in technology along the med use process, and then just think up something new. It could be a new robot, a machine, a cell phone application, smartphone application, whatever they thought would be useful for clinicians or the patients. And then we have a competition. We have our team-based learning that occurs at our school. So we have usually 12 teams per, per class. And uh, each one of those teams comes up with their idea of a new application. They mock it up. And then we have a Shark Tank event where we invite external reviewers. These are venture capitalists or people that work for large corporations such as IBM. And they come in and they will um, evaluate the systems and give feedback. And then at the end, we decide the winning application. So it really challenges kind of the creative juices, getting uh, the students really involved with thinking about entrepreneurial activities, thinking about the mid-use process and where we could have new applications. They have to use their management skills to put together their project and do the presentation. And so it's a really fun event, but very after learning all the basics of pharmacy informatics to be able to get in and, and really come up with something and really understand what it means to automate the mid-use process. After the introductory course, in our school, we have four certificate programs. So in our third year of pharmacy school, our students are asked to pick one of the certificate programs. When they graduate, they graduate with their PharmD and then also a certificate in either healthcare management, clinical trials and regulatory affairs, medication therapy outcomes, and the fourth certificate is health information technology. So for those dozen or so students every year that decide that they want to get a certificate in HIT, we have 12 credits of didactic and then 15 credits of experiential education. So we take a deeper dive in the certificate program in these electives. We will cover electronic health records more deeply, get into more depth with clinical decision support. We talk about kind of the law and ethics of data, and then we look specifically at technologies across the med use process and really focus in more on what's available now, what could be available in the future. We have a separate course on implementing systems because that's such a big part of what the pharmacy informaticist does. We're really a lot of times project managers and 
need to understand how to implement these new systems. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, we want to focus on MedSafety. So we have a course specifically on talking a little bit more about the MedSafety aspects of uh, information technology in the pharmacy world. And those are the courses that we have for our certificate program. And then in their second year, between second and third year, they do an introductory pharmacy practice experience, an IPI in pharmacy informatics where they shadow a pharmacy informaticist at an institution. And then in their fourth year, when they're doing their advanced rotations, they will actually spend uh, two rotations in their specialty area, so 12 weeks working with a pharmacy informaticist, actually getting involved with projects and doing some meaningful work. And by the end of their pharmacy education, hopefully those students are ready to really get out and maybe follow the path that you did where you had the opportunity right out of school to really get into a pharmacy informaticist role. And if not that route, then to go on and look at doing a PGY-1 or PGY-2 residency or combination. There are a number of PGY-2 pharmacy informatics residencies available across the country. So that's really a good way to get into becoming a specialist in pharmacy informatics. If you're not fortunate enough, find something right away where an institution needs that kind of support and you are the right person at the right time to be there to do that. It's really important, I always emphasize for the students, that it's really important to understand pharmacy workflow, to understand the practice of pharmacy, because you can't really automate the workflow unless you really understand the workflow. So it's important to be a pharmacist first, and then and then practice pharmacy informatics as your specialty. But that knowledge of, of pharmacy workflow operations is really important. Wow. That sounds like a very robust, specific program. And um, I, I guess with your experience in like coordinating that and also with your vast experience in being an informatics pharmacist, uh, what kind of advice do you have for students that are, you know, at uh, schools that don't have this type of opportunity or, you know, even other pharmacists who are thinking of trying to switch their career path to go towards the informatics route? I would say first and foremost, if you're interning at an institution or you're a pharmacist on staff, get involved with pharmacy informatics projects. Get involved with pharmacy informatics projects at your institution. So we're all implementing new systems. We're all enhancing our systems. And if you have an interest in that area and your institution really doesn't have a pharmacy informaticist on staff, but really relies on IT, might be a good time to volunteer and express your interest and really get involved with those projects. And that will move you into that position of of specialty and eventually might put you in a spot where you could justify a position at that institution for a full-time pharmacy informaticist. But if nothing else, get involved, volunteer, express your interest to your pharmacy director, let them know that you're interested in doing informatics projects and get involved. Another thing students can do and pharmacists is go out there and do pharmacy continuing education and pharmacy informatics. And through ASHP, through HIMSS and other organizations, there are continuing education programs. There are certificate programs that can be done. And the topics are very similar to what I really explained in the introductory course and certificate program that we have here at, at our school. 
but for example, ASHP has a certificate program that you can purchase and go through, and it will cover all of the basics of pharmacy informatics and put you in a position where you have a good understanding of the concepts and would be able to really jump in and help out with informatics projects at your institution. Awesome. So thank you for that advice. And if people had any questions or if they wanted to reach you, is there a best way to reach you? Sure. Probably the best way is through email. And my email is armen underscore simonian at kgi.edu. And if you can't remember that, you can just go to our website, kgi.edu, and search for faculty and you'll find me there. Okay, thank you. And I'll, I'll also put that in the show notes for those of you who want to contact Dr. Simonian. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you, Dr. Dow. It was a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you and have a great day. All right. If you guys like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media, on Twitter or Facebook at Pharmacy IT Me or Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. 